0: Welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast, stories from the people who are making Atlanta the greatest city for eaters. I'm your host, Ben Getz. Fun fact, everybody. I love hot sauce, which is why I have to tell you the story of Nicholas Gregory. And this gentleman spent part of his life as a farmer in the great state of Kansas and made his way south here to Atlanta. And spending much of his life growing things and educating others in the culinary world, it was very natural for him to turn to something that grows and turn it into something even more delicious. And lucky me, us, you, he chose peppers. (laughs) So Pulp has an incredible lineup of lacto-fermented hot sauces with varying levels of heat, and they're all delicious. And the primary offerings are white Hungarian pepper, serrano, habanero carrot, and Fresno chili, and a slew of others. And they all pack intense flavors and incredible freshness. And Nick's story is really awesome, and we had a great time catching up at the shed at Ponce City Market so I could hear more of his story. So, here he is, Nicholas Gregory from Pulp. Um... Well, yeah, this is nice. I think I told you, we, uh, we, I, I've recorded um, maybe like four or five episodes out here at the shed at Pont City Market. I really dig this, but it's just cool too because you know, looking down that way, uh, it's it's nice being here on Tuesdays when the farmers market's here because it's mm-hmm. like super busy. But then like you know, here in the morning on a Thursday, it's just kind of dead. Yeah. You know, in a good way. Some joggers. Yeah. Some dog walkers. So I, I I really like it that way. Bird but, riders. Um, yeah, do you, Nick or Nicholas? It's up to you. Yeah? yeah. I like Nicholas is like if you're in trouble, Nicholas. Absolutely. That's yeah, way I <laughs> grew up. Yeah.
1: And it's kind of become my business name, That's my good. my nickname is Yeah. Nick. Yeah. Friends call me Yeah. Nick. Whatever.
0: It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh man, Nicholas Gregory, welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast, my friend. How are Thank you? you? Very much. I'm doing very well. I, I don't think I've seen you in a long time since the market here. Since the market since here. The market yeah. here. Yeah. Um uh been all but um drinking hot sauce by the bottle from you. So thanks for that. You're very uh, welcome. <laughs> varying levels of heat. Um, but, uh, we're going to talk about your, your awesome hot sauce pulp. And, um, it's been really cool to, to I mean, see how many different, I mean, you, you've introduced me to quite a few different peppers cool. and a lot of different, um, again, varying levels of heat, but Um, I, I'm a hot sauce person where I, I want to, um, I want to put hot sauce on things that maybe you just don't even think to like, I'm okay putting hot sauce just on a slice of bread so I can taste it. Me too. You know, (laughs) any type of vegetable, um, and anything that is like fair game. So Mm -hmm. I, I really, really love hot sauce. So, um, I, I think I actually remember seeing, oh man, this would have been like sometime last year and, and you just kind of got started and I'm getting ahead of myself but we're going to get into all that kind no, of stuff I'll get, but, I'll I'll good um, questions but yeah too. I mean the first time that I tried it I mean like it was pretty it, it was it was definitely um is definitely different you know you can yeah. you can taste the fermentation of how you're doing your your product here Absolutely. and um so we're gonna get into all that kind of stuff but i need to get to know you just a little bit more so right. you're gonna get like the first uh <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to let me hammer you with getting to know you just a little bit so the first question that you get nick okay. or nicholas right. is you have to tell me who cooked for you growing up and what kind of cook was he or she
1: Well, I have a few. I'm from a restaurant family. Uh, So my grandfather was a chef. Uh, My grandparents, grandmother and grandfather on my mother's side, um, immigrated from Switzerland after the war, basically, in the early 50s. And so my grandfather was a chef, and they met in England. And so it's just always been in our family. And so my grandfather worked on cruise ships. Uh, They left out of Holland. They went down around the bottom of South America through the uh, Panama Canal and back up. And he sent for my grandmother after the war. And um, when they met in England and they uh, immigrated through, uh, they met in the Bahamas, got married, immigrated through Canada. And when they were in England, he met a man who said, Hey, if you ever want to come to America, son, you got a job. uh, Come to Salina, Kansas. (laughs) And well, my grandfather grew up in Switzerland, loved cattle, loved cows, but it's all mountainous. So there's not really like uh, a lot of room to. Like I don't have to have a ranch, basically, and so Kansas, being wide open, was very appealing to him. So he said, "Okay." So he immigrated to Salina, Kansas, and uh, started and working in restaurants, and then eventually he opened his own place, and that's just kind of the story. He had a, probably four or five of them at one point. They had a, they had a steakhouse down in the basement, and then they had a cafeteria, upstairs, and so three different places shared one kitchen and. They used to travel around and get big bands to come and play and stuff. It was pretty cool. So, yeah, that's so. Yeah, so who cooked for me? Uh, we did a lot of Sunday dinners when I was a kid, and I was the kid on the stool. Uh, so, Grandma was like probably my biggest influence, uh, and then Grandfather as well. Just through the restaurant, just you know his work ethic and just in, in his recipes. But my grandmother's flavor really stuck with me, and then my mom was a great cook as well. Um, and you know, sing, being a single mom and being raised by a single mom, we spent a lot of time together and cooking and. By the time I was seven or eight, she'll tell the story. I was making tuna fish sandwiches for, her. and you know, <laughs> when she'd come home from work. Yeah, we were working a few jobs. So yeah, it's 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 always kind of been a part of me. And I learned early on that food is just comfort and and you know, love. And so. Yeah, that's just, it's always been a part of me, and I love to eat, so learning how to cook was kind of a necessity. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: That's um, that's really cool that, I mean, of all places, Kansas, and I was actually born in Kansas. Which in part? In the great state of Kansas. I was born in Ottawa, Kansas. I know very well, yeah. yeah. That's just so. south of Lawrence, where I'm yeah. from. Yeah. yeah, I was going to yeah. say, so um, Lawrence, I mean, really the thing, obviously, if you know anything about Kansas, Lawrence being on the map from... Uh, you know, Kansas. Yeah, University of Kansas. But you might have heard of our Jayhawks. Yeah, so you've, I was gonna say you probably heard some rock talk Jayhawk going on, <laughs> but, um, okay, but yeah, I was actually born there. So um, I've actually been back a little bit in my adult years, and um, it's a really nice little part of the country. It it's is. just it's very different and uh, quiet in a really good way. Kansas City is really fun, yeah. uh, depending on you from it's Missouri or Missouri but um, <laughs> or misery yeah or, or misery whichever one but um but yeah man i was gonna say like you know growing up in uh growing up in kansas like how'd you make your way here to the south uh my wife i met my wife
1: uh i used to be a high school educator culinary educator in, in lawrence i came back home from my uh my hometown school system in lawrence kansas and uh taught high school culinary and went to a, um, <laughs> a conference, a um, farm to cafeteria conference in Madison, Wisconsin, and met my wife on that trip. And slowly but surely, I moved to Atlanta.
0: And so I've been here ever since. Gotcha. What yeah. year did you move here? Let's see. I've been here three years now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, three gotcha. Years. So fairly recently. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but you've seen a... At least a, a decent amount of the Renaissance that Atlanta is kind of in, in terms Memorial of Memorial Avenue. <laughs> yeah, need to I hear. know, man. Like the um, <laughs> the amount of growth, you know, from a from a restaurant perspective, and really what that means from you know a, a cultural perspective has been really interesting too. Absolutely. You know? um, yeah, three years is, is enough to see quite a bit of change. Uh, we moved here back in 2013, okay. you know? so going on, um, you know, I uh, I don't know, man. It's just <laughs> a it's it's a lot of it's a lot of really crazy things to think back in like 2013, like we were just discovering things like, Oh man, the belt line and, you know, and now that stuff is just kind of old hat in a good way. But it's getting even larger and extended all the way across town. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but, uh, but you know, like I, I want to, I want to know a little bit more about pulp, you know? So hot sauce is a really interesting thing because, um, unless you watch something like how it's made or, um, I don't know, you're a big Tabasco fan and seeing that type of operation. Yeah. People might not realize like how, how hot sauce actually comes to be from a pepper to like in a bottle that you're just shaking on a burrito. Yeah. So tell me about, well, let's do this. So tell me what, tell me what pulp really mm-hmm. is, or for everybody listening, like really what pulp is. And then I want to talk about your process. Yeah. So pulp is a
1: raw natural fermented pepper hot sauce. So we take just five ingredients. Well, four to start and then we make a mash and we ferment it. And so we use a combination of lactobacillus and fresh yeast cultures and that does their cooking. It, it consumes all the sugars and, and all of the, all the bacteria, it consumes all the sugars that are in the fruit and then the added sugar and it basically softens everything. And so salt, sugar, chili, garlic, the salt's there just to kind of keep the, the salinity so nothing else bad grows. And then we add uh, a little bit of garlic in there. Garlic's a a natural antibiotic or anti-natural bacterial. And, um... And so in that process, we make a mash, let it ferment, and then we extract it out. Uh, I started off hand, hand juicing everything and oh, hand wow. extracting everything. Yeah. You're a brave soul. It, it
0: used to take a long time. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah.
1: And then I started using a home juicer uh, and went through several different phases of that, figuring out what works the best. And then eventually I, I bought a machine that um, extracts it on its own. And so uh, sauce or liquid comes out one side and then the, the solids come out the other. And then we add the vinegar, which is the fifth ingredient at the end. And that's your preservative, if you will it also um, adds to the uh, acidity of the actual sauce so it lowers the ph level so nothing else grows it's about 3.4 so that's your preservative and then also having that acid kind of enhances the capsaicin in the in the pepper and increases the heat a little bit and it kind of gives you that hot sauce flavor kind of you know makes it more reminiscent about actual hot sauce and then we take the solids and we dry them and grind them and then we make at a low temperature so we can maintain the yeast uh, cultures and we make a powder or a rub or a spice mix spice blend that yeah. like as well yeah.
0: which i have in my cabinet yeah i uh, have some of that which was really interesting and we've we've added it into a lot of things yeah. uh, i mean cuz like i i think we mentioned earlier you know i met you here at the at the pont city farmers market um, last season it was definitely last season i mean yeah, like was, the market yeah. just kind of started back up but right. um, but yeah like I, I was really interested in, you know, how you were lacto fermenting your, your hot sauce. Mm -hmm. And then you had this residual product as well. that still packs a ton of flavor. I mean, there, there's so much that's left over from the process of actually making hot sauce, you know? And, um, it was so interesting. I mean, I think to kind of, I think I picked up four and I know that I have like the, I know that I have like the Hungarian wax pepper. Mm -hmm. I think I have the, I know that I have the Fresno and then, man, there was another one that you gave me. Um that a limited it, a limited edition one? It, it didn't it? even have a label on it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's Bootleg like my favorite yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was like, this is hot sauce. Like, don't tell anyone. Yeah. But um but everything is very um it, it's very it's very evident that it's fermented. You yeah. know, and I think you can taste that a little bit different. You know, if you um I mean I, I am a my, my favorite hot sauce in the world is um Valentina. I yeah. love Valentina, but it's a very smooth, pretty simple hot sauce. You yeah. know, and then you move on to something like Tabasco, like you can taste a little bit of the fermentation, you know, um, you know, just things that you're picking up off the shelf at your Mm -hmm. grocery store, but your hot sauce is quite a few steps above, you know, how you taste that fermented flavor. And it really does enhance, you know, I think where you, you can really taste the difference in like, you know, Hey, here's what a Hungarian wax pepper tastes like, or here's, you know, a Fresno chili um it it really retains a lot of like the natural flavor of the product which
1: is really cool and that's the point i mean it's it's really just a celebration of the peppers so i used to be a farmer used to be a chef and i i love peppers but like you said they're very nuanced they're very different there's there's definitely different flavors between all of them and so by making a sauce except for the poblano serrano jalapeno which has three the rest of them are just one pepper so by using the same process and changing out the peppers you get a completely different sauce completely different heat by using the same process, which to me is amazing. So like, you know, from a, a, a habanero, which has very bright, acidic flavor down to like a poblano, which almost has like a smoky, earthy, you know, just green vegetable flavor. Very different. Still peppers, still make the same hot sauce, but yet very, very different. And so, yeah, so it really, it is just a celebration of the pepper and a way for for us to, to, to get those different flavors out to different people or out to the customer with using this fun, fermented process and so you're not cooking anything you're not adding the heat you're not building or breaking it down and and, and cooking it and cooking it like you would a, a Tabasco or like you would a Valentina or basically any other hot sauce besides the ones that are made like mine yeah. that are fermented or and raw and fermented. That's the other part is the raw part. That's what's important. That's where you maintain the integrity of the actual ingredients.
0: Totally. And right. I mean, and, and that's such an interesting thing. You know, I mean, I think the um, like for the for many, many years, especially throughout college, I was a big uh, just Chipotle fan mm-hmm. in general. Not the restaurant, but the actual pepper. Yeah, you know, smoked like, this, yeah. yeah like smoked jalapenos. And I was really into that depth of flavor Absolutely. you know but when you're when you're talking about brightness like it's a very um it, i mean the smoke is like the first thing that you get but like it's a pretty subdued flavor you yeah. know i mean it's it's pretty um it, it's a it's a pretty deep flavor i mean there's a whole lot that's going on on your palate when Absolutely. you're eating this hot sauce it's pretty all consuming but you know when something is so bright and then you're actually tasting the uh, like you mentioned the nuanced flavor mm-hmm. of you know there's a lot of dimension to to what this pepper actually tastes like raw you know if you were to just bite into it right. i mean i feel like that's what you're getting but that's then you're keeping a lot of the heat like i think you get a lot of that great bite you know from from the vinegar yeah. you're adding in salt garlic and so you're you're making something that actually is more of a flavor enhancer with heat but also additional flavor you know Thank it's you. not it's not just about lighting you up you yeah. know and can i, I um, use that can i steal it from
1: you yeah we'll
0: crunch this sound bite down really quick so we'll, we'll just turn this into a commercial for you that's but, great yeah. but, but but that's you what i it. really noticed you know, i mean i i mean i just i'm a hot sauce lover. I mean, yeah. I just, I'll, I'll shake it on anything just cause I enjoy it, you know, but I'm not a hothead, you know, like right. I, I, I have to kind of monitor heat to the point of like, I still want to be enjoying this, yeah. you know? Yeah. So when you, you go to like pain, yeah. yeah. I mean, and people who are like crazy about, um, you're like, Oh man, I want to just like, you know, put scorpion peppers yeah. on everything. I like, dude, good for you. Yeah. Like I don't have that much fortitude. I don't but, either. <laughs> yeah. But but when, it, when you're talking about flavor, I feel like what you've done is like you're actually really respecting something that's actually grown in the earth. Thank you. So, that's is really
1: cool. Yeah, And that's, that's the point. And I'm happy that you get it. And mm-hmm. uh, that's, yeah, that, that's really what we're trying to do um, or I'm trying to do is, um, yeah, is just maintain that integrity because you have this beautiful product and, you know, people spend all this time and effort and love growing these products. And think we, I think we should respect it. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what we're trying to do is to, just to... You know keep the integrity of that product and it's basically from farm to bottle or farm to your table yeah with as, as little you know interference as possible we're just doing the preservation so that you know so you don't have to add all the other stuff to it. you don't have to add xanthan gums you don't have to add any other preservatives yeah it's just it's as true to nature as possible man. yeah
0: i think the mouthfeel is a really interesting thing when it comes to hot sauce as well you know like I think if, um you know, if you are adding something like a xanthan gum or like, you know, I don't know what else, guar or yeah. just yeah. stuff that like, uh, or gosh, what's a, uh, um, it comes from seaweed. Um, oh, um, yep. Carrageenan, yeah, you know, yeah, like just yeah. stuff that's like a thickener because it it kind of gives people the expectation of like how this should look in a bottle but I think when, even when people see like a like a North Carolina like vinegar based mm-hmm. or Carolina vinegar based like barbecue sauce it's not a sauce to them because it doesn't have viscosity sure you know but it's a thick yeah, yeah. like yeah. it needs to be thick yeah. like if your hot sauce is thick like that's cool yeah. but you know like I've, I've had so many hot sauces quote unquote that really are more like salsas like right. visible solids mm-hmm. you know but um, but the the purity of something that is like Truly, like in in truest form, you're extracting the flavor. But you know what comes out of the bottle is um, you know is is still you know what I would consider to be like that is a hot sauce. You know, agree. It's interesting. And and people ask me like, is this
1: a salsa? And it's like, well, if you want to use it as a salsa. Please, by all means, and mm-hmm. it's kind of an expensive salsa if you look at it like that. You must just dip chips in it, but yeah, but absolutely, if if that's the way you want to use it, by all means, please use it that way. I mean, that's yeah, it's it's just so happens that you know it, it is in the hot sauce market. It is well, it's not in the hot sauce aisle because it needs to be refrigerated, but right to keep it fresh. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, however you
0: see it, see fit to use it. Please, by all means, use it yeah. that way. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit more about flavors, because you're wearing this badass shirt that I've seen you wear before. So you got like Fresno, Pablano, Habanero, and Hungarian. Yeah. So, but you, so I mean, again, like <laughs> you mentioned this like bootleg. Yeah. I, I got to look on because I know that you wrote it on the bottle, but it's on like the cap. Okay. And it, but it's my favorite. It, and, and in a very good way, it's very reminiscent of a lot of the chilies that you would find in like Thai cooking. Okay. So it tastes very similar to um, almost like a sambal, but I mean, it was It's damn good. I mean, I've only got like this much left in the bottle. Was it dark red? Uh, It's pretty bright, bright red. So I don't remember. Okay, I'll I'll get back to you. But so talk to me about you know what what's like your what's like your core lineup, and then like what are you like, what's aspirational? What are you like testing these days? (laughs) Oh, okay. So um,
1: yeah, so we have the four core sauces, if you will. Um, We have the Hungarian wax, which is the most mild. It's Kind of tangy and and complex and unique uh my friends call it the everything sauce because you can put it on everything from breakfast all the way through it's mild but yet it has a ton of flavor and it, it's a hungarian wax is better known as a banana pepper right and so you get that tangy you know fermented vinegary flavor from it yeah and then moving up you get well two mediums you have poblano serrano jalapeno which is the green sauce it's like a salsa verde You almost get some ghost notes in there. You think there's cilantro or lime or onion, but there's not. It's just the same ingredients, just three peppers. Then you have Fresno chili, which is the original, the OG sauce. That's what started it all. I used to, I started off with red jalapenos and then, um, well, we can even do more backstory on that on the farm later. But um, that's what started it all for the actual pulp itself. Um, Fresno chili, it's like a smoky, sweet heat. Um, It's, you know, jalapeno style heat, maybe a little bit more, but you get that. Just it's deep, dark, nuanced. It's just super flavorful, it's a very unique flavor. And then the um, habanero, sorry, yeah, the habanero carrot, which actual has ca- has actual carrot juice in it. I uh, juice carrots and add that in for the liquid, because habaneros don't have a lot of meat or juice in them. They're pretty thin-walled, right. and so I add that in, well, for color, for flavor, because I love carrot juice. It's one of my f- favorite things on the planet and then also just it gives it that earthiness it gives it a little bit yeah. of sweetness and then it kind of cuts the heat a little bit of the habanero because i love the flavor of a habanero it's bright it's fresh acidic um and almost almost yeah almost fruity but it can be just flat out hot and so yeah it just kind of cuts it a little bit and just gives it a little bit kind of softens it a little bit yeah. yeah
0: so i can't i think where i'm at in the spectrum is like the hungarian and the poblano are like my go-to yeah. and like the fresno like i'll actually mix them a lot yeah, sure. but the habanero carrot is like that's uh, that's like a that's like a hot sauce in moderation for me. So yeah. it's like I've got like, you know, a shake or two of like the Fresno and then like a dot of the habanero. Yeah. But it's like it's just enough because it's, it's got a lot of, I mean, it's vibrant. Yeah. It's very vibrant. And I think the carrot actually really helps it, which is really nice. I agree. I feel like this is great. I know like your product so well because <laughs> I love hot sauce. Yeah. Where most of the time I'm asking people like, so tell me a lot about you know what are you doing but like i just kind of know your whole business i, I could have done that. this podcast just by myself just i guess <laughs> like yeah nick was available but i was just like i just love hot sauce i'll we're just give you a thumbs up we're, we're, we're gonna do a whole good. episode of just me eating chips and your hot sauce that's and part two it's man. gonna be a lot of just yeah so people who are like asmr mm-hmm. it's like just me crunching tortilla <laughs> chips it's like this is the worst podcast i've ever listened to it is in pain yeah um, covering their
1: ears. how long has it been since you started pulp well, so I, uh, so I used to be a farmer, right? Mm-hmm. I used to have my own farm. And so it started off as a way for me to just preserve my yeah. pepper crops. Here in started Georgia? Off, uh, no, it was in Kansas. Oh, right. Really? converted my grandfather's old cattle farm yeah. into a vegetable oh, farm. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Very uh, cool. Did an acre by myself. Um, actually, my mom was my business partner. She owned it, bought it from the family, tried to sell it for a long time. It didn't happen. And so we started it, moved back from San Francisco to start that farm. And then... Um, yeah, so it started off as a way for me to preserve the pepper crop and start off with just, you know, soaking it in vinegar, or in salt, sorry. Uh, started uh, soaking it in, in oil just to try to preserve, like a Calabrian or whatever. And then um, eventually um, met some guys through the farmer's market um, with the farm who um, we kind of started a little hot sauce club, a little exchange program. And so just the, and, and Sriracha really was a, um, there's the ambiance. <laughs> uh, this the sriracha really was you know kind of a, an inspiration because it was like i like you I, but i don't love you and i think i can do a little bit better and cleaner if you will and so uh yeah so i kind of looked into how they made theirs and that's kind of how i started making mine and then eventually it just kind of
0: evolved from there so s- seven years ago i started making it but i started the business last year last january so. gotcha yeah. Yeah, and um, I mean, from from then, you know, last January to today, I mean, like a little bit more than a year now of you being in business. Where can you actually find pulp around Atlanta and elsewhere? Yeah, where you can buy it from your website, obviously. Absolutely great, but
1: online business, you can come on, you can come online, uh, pulp. Fyi, and you can uh, buy t-shirts and 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 these awesome t-shirts and um, uh, we have my dad makes some caddies they're little wood blocks with holes in them and so you yeah. can put your bottles in there it's uh, branded with the pulp logo uh, and then all the sauces and then usually so we you're asking about like what are we sampling or what are we testing we're always I'm always doing sample batches so whenever there's a cool interesting pepper out there um, we're always doing some test batches and we're always just trying it out because you never know what you're gonna find what you're gonna get so like right now we have a Caribbean on which is this habanero carrot basically but it has mustard flour and onion in it as well so it gives it a nice well-rounded just I don't know it's, it's same but different right nice and it's a little hotter um, we have a palermo pepper right now which <laughs> it's basically like a fermented ketchup there's zero heat um, it's like uh, the best bell pepper you have ever had in your life wow. yeah so there's zero heat it's like a ketchup you can put on everything and the feedback that we had was that the bottle wasn't big enough and so we put it into a 10 ounce bottle now um and that's a market exclusive um a farmer's market exclusive uh let's see we have a, a lot hot sauce yeah well that's <laughs> well, the thing yeah, is you, you just use hot. it yeah yeah, yeah, you yeah. Use it like everything Totally. you could drink that yeah one. yeah uh, <laughs> we have a shilaka on right now which is um uh, dried as a pasilla pepper but fresh as a shilaka so we have that it's like a almost like a chocolatey brown a little bit of green yeah. um which is awesome we have finger hot long hot my dad lives in new mexico so we get some hatch chilies from him whoa so we have a hatch we oh, do a little ode uh, to new mexico on there
0: is he a uh, is he a, a christmas burrito guy uh but yeah we we
1: we typically are i think yeah. he's more of a red um because yeah. he likes it a little hotter but yeah, yeah when we go i, I like them both yeah so if
0: you don't know what a christmas burrito yeah. is it's so green chilies are hatched it's from a part of mexico Correct. like that's the region that they're from so if anyone tells you like trying to be cool what a hatch green chili is like It's just green chili, dude. But they're awesome. Yeah. So, but the Christmas burrito is like your burrito on the plate and then half is, well, and sometimes it's like, I mean, it depends on where you go. But like usually it's half is like the hatch green chili salsa and then like the other half is like a roja or like a... Some sort of like red. Well, it's, the, it's the ripe hatch. Yeah. Yeah. So the so
1: hatches come on super mild and then yeah. they get hotter and hotter and hotter and at a certain point they start to turn red. Right. And so it's just two different seasons yeah. of the of the hatch. Yeah, yeah.
0: But it's literally like a half and half, like yeah. green and red, like over your burrito and it just kinda because of the green and red it just kinda got the it's name amazing. Christmas Burrito. Yeah. But yeah. It says I, southwest, it's southwest. People it's don't know new. about it over here. I mean they, they definitely, um it, it's it's a lesser known you know, type of thing. But I, I am totally with you, man. I, I kind of want to like, I like the, I like the converge of like red over green. Yep. Like those are like some of my favorite bites. But You can do
1: that with pulp
0: actually. You can do it with the Fresno and with the PSJ. Oh yeah.
1: yeah. Totally. And when people buy it, I, I say, oh, you get the Christmas when they buy those two. And some people yeah. look at me crazy and some people are like, yes.
0: Like, yeah, like, it's chicken. July. Do the Christmas burrito, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, dude, with, uh, with like the last like little bit here, like... Tell me, you know what what's kind of next for for you for Pulp, and then, you know, I mean, I, I guess like locally, like where where do you want people to go and pick up your stuff?
1: Yeah, so go to the website; you can find all the stores that we're in. We're in about ten to twelve stores around Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, Typically little neighborhood markets, Candler Park Market, Grant Park Market, yeah. uh, Pine Street Market, Floral
0: Park Market on the west side, Jim Adams farm table. Every time I get breakfast at Candler Park Market, yeah. uh like the pulp like the hot sauce bottles are right there at the end of the counter. So yeah. like I'm always like grabbing like a little one ounce cup and like shaking it in there so I can like walk outside with it. But it's right there. It. Yeah. So if you're just like walking by with like your bagel, like yeah. it's cool to see it right there. Yeah. yeah. So th-
1: that's that's really the goal is just to get it out to people, get it in front of people because it's I don't know. I kind of liken it to the craft beer movement, right? It's Mm -hmm. like everybody was fine with Coors and Bud and Bud Light, but everybody wanted, even though they didn't know it, they really wanted craft beer. And so they Mm -hmm. wanted something different, something a little bit better, something a little bit more artisan, right? And so that's kind of what I like in my sauces too is it's, it's going to remind you of the old, but it's just a little bit better and it's, you know, a little bit more expensive, but it's worth it. And so that's kind of that's kind of been the, the challenge is just getting people to know about it more and getting people yeah. to get out there and and, and try it. Because, you yeah. know, it is a bit of a jump to, you know, pay a little bit more for that bottle, but it's worth it, like, like we were saying. So, I mean, there's a half a pound of peppers in every bottle. So, yeah it's yeah you get what you ask for what you pay for so that's really is you know trying to get into more restaurants trying to get uh, in front of more people so that just more people can eat it on on everything that that they eat yeah Yeah. that's super cool well
0: it's great to see you know the the brand grow and especially just like the the layer of education that you're really bringing to the kind of you know, community of people who enjoy hot sauce, but especially from a local level. You know, I mean, I, I've got this like dopey thing I say on the show of like, you know, p- these are the people who are making Atlanta the greatest city for eaters. Yeah. Uh, you know, up until last farmers market season, I'd never had a lacto fermented hot sauce. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I think it's badass, and I love <laughs> hot sauce. And thanks for everything you're doing, man. Thank you. Yeah. Same to you. I think <laughs> you're badass. Thank you for everything you're doing. Thanks for bringing light to all these amazing hey, producers man. and just uh, chefs. just doing our part over here. But oh, yeah. but Neck from Pulp, thanks for being on the show, man. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Many thanks go out to Nick for joining me for this episode. And if you're like me and you really want to get your hands on some of Nick's hot sauce, which goes by Pulp, you can go to pulp.fyi and check out their shop. But like Nick mentioned in the episode, just make your way to some of these amazing local shops that carry his product and you can find out where all of them are on his website. Again, it's pulp.fyi. This podcast is recorded all over our beautiful city and edited over on the east side of town by me, your host. Hello again. Our design is headed up by JJ Goetz. And if you like what you hear, you can support the show right now on Patreon for just $5 a month. I'm your host, Ben Goetz, and you've been listening to the Atlanta Foodcast. Stay hungry.